you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. We are talking about everybody's favorite subject today, yours and mine, which is styling and accessorizing. The best layer, the final, yeah. the final layer that makes everything come to life finally. Totally. After the construction dust has settled. Yes. Finally have somewhere to sit. Everything is in. And yet it still feels like there's no soul in the room because we don't have style like yes. accessories and art and all the things that make your house come to life. So. Yes. People always will say that. They're like, can you just come over and just touch it and make it look like it's alive? <laughs> This is the stuff, guys. This is what we're talking about today. So earbuds in, and I would say go to your nearest surface, and we're going to talk you through it right now. Yep. Or you can listen, and then you can go experiment with get your surfaces. Yes, get a beverage. Yep. Get your ear pods in. Yep. A pen and paper. Let's do this. Yes. Okay. Totally. Okay, so um, we have a f- question we're going to start out with, and this is from at the modern dad, Jason. Jason, thanks for listening. So fun. I'm glad that you're styling because I feel like the best interior designers are actually men. And I love a men's touch, especially in styling. They're so good at this. So yeah. So I think the modern dad, Jason, you're going to be awesome at this. You probably already are. Um, he we wanted to overcomplicate things, including our styling. <laughs> yes, totally. Men don't overcomplicate things. Yep. They have a nice edit to it and yes. they're like unapologetic and I love their attitude towards styling. So Jason, this one's for you. He wants to know what styling tips do you have for people with toddlers? How can I make my space stylish yet still kid friendly? So I'm going to open this up to the jury, Suzanne Hall and Corey who both have toddlers, who are both living with toddlers. <laughs> Actually, Sue's... How old's your toddler? <laughs> Two. Two. Yeah. I have a five-year-old, so he's exited the the toddler stage, but is into the not-so-cute toy phase. Mm. So so how do you guys go about styling, accessorizing, um, living in a stylish space, but still accommodating for the children that live with you? I made a comment yesterday that like our house is just Grady's house. So he just, you've given up, you're walking away, hands, hands in the air and you're backing up (laughs) and you're like, I can't. Uh, He's really cute too. So he is. So it's hard not to give it to him. Hard to say no to that one. If he was just a little bit uglier, you you could say no. And hopefully the next one. Oh, I hope they're super ugly. Yeah. (laughs) My kids were so ugly when they were born. (laughs) (laughs) You still love them though. It's crazy. Go collect rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mommy's gonna use them in her Go outside. I can't look at your face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everyone, please don't write in. <laughs> they were fine, but they weren't gorgeous like your children. Uh-huh. Anyway, how do you guys live with how do you guys live with all of the toys and the stuff? How do you incorporate that into Corey? Let's just pretend for a minute that you haven't given up mm-hmm. on your interior spaces. I, I haven't given up. That's that was a little okay. bit of exaggeration. I uh yeah. I just First, we influence Grady in what things that we like. So oh, he's really into Toy Story, really great. into Disney stuff. We're huge like Disney fans. You, know? you guys know that. Exactly. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on to like watch this. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so he really loves his Toy Story, Story, Toy Story toys. And we love that. So we have, you know, a little place for his basket. And we taught him like the cleanup song, clean up, clean. So he'll like sing that. Yeah. He's to the point like with Nolan, Sue's like you can reason with Nolan a little bit, right? Like you can like logically. He's a really good litigator. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. 
Grady, oh, that's just, hard. There's, it's real hard. There's no reasoning with him. He's just going to do what he wants to do right now. So we try to just influence him with the things that we like and kind of, you know, vibe with us and try to get him swiftly in line with how we like things done. You know I like what I mean? That. So he likes the cleanup song. He likes to clean up. He's kind of a neat little guy. So mm-hmm. it's really not a huge issue. I like teaching them really young. When you mm-hmm. say he likes the cleanup, I think he likes to clean up because he's associating it with his favorite song. Exactly. That you taught him and Corey's a musician. So I'm sure you have like a rock and roll version of cleanup. That's way cooler than our version. No, it's, this, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Well, yeah. maybe you should make it a rock yeah, and roll version for the rest of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. New EP. <laughs> New EP. <laughs> for all the parents. It's a cool idea. Jason, you can do it out. or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all buy it though. Um, yeah. So is, so I, we were talking to um, Katie, who's our marketing manager. Manager, and she has kids that are both in elementary school. And she said something that's working for her is she gives them each a shelf on the bookshelf that she has in her family room area. And she's like, Quincy, this is your shelf. Jonah, this is your shelf. And she said, it's been working so great because they are constantly switching up their shelves. If they draw art or make pictures, they can tape those to the back wall of the shelf. They can put it in a frame. They bring in their things that they want to display. And she said, all of a sudden, they're not interested in all of my stuff. They're not unstyling the rest of the house because they have their own little shelf to display their stuff on that they're very proud of. And they can change that up as much as they want, but they don't touch mom's shelves now. And they don't touch dad's shelves. So I think that was really, really good, good, idea. good parenting yeah. and a smart technique. To, and especially for reasoning with them if they're litigators. They're litigators. <laughs> yeah. You have to kind of give them some of them. It's like he's just, he's really strong and he's smart and he always has a great comeback. Mm-hmm. So like as long as he's part of the solution. So I think that Katie, high five, that is an awesome parenting trick. I will implement that. But I think even like just letting him be part, like we were talking about, Jason, I'm sure there's has to be some type of storage in your room. Like most family yeah. rooms have either a built-in with closed lowers that you have shelves that you can put baskets in or a console. Or if you're like, I need, you know, I'll put a console instead of like an open leg sofa table that has storage in it to corral all my kids stuff. Yeah. There's so much stuff, but having the kid be part of like, let's go pick out a basket. You get to pick out whatever basket you want to pick out. And we're going to put your 10 top cars in there right now. And then he'll say, I want 11. You're like, okay, I settle at 11, 10 and a half, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like you just make them part of the solution and then they're jazzed about it and they have their corner or somewhere. And like, hopefully it, I mean, you can give them an open shelf or it could just be closed storage and you just tuck it in there. I so vote for swiftly. that. I vote for closed storage. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I tell, I've told Nolan for a long time, like those things on the shelves, that's mommy's toys. Those are mommy's toys. Be so nice to them. I would never, I would never hurt Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. You know, these are mommy's toys. So this is where I, I play. Mm-hmm. And this is like your toy room, but I want you to come up here. So let's get a basket for you. Totally. Let's get some of you in here. Cause it's going to migrate up anyway. We all know that, mm-hmm. especially with a toddler. I mean, Corey's thrown in the towel. So <laughs> <laughs> look at, so. look at Corey over there. So. Just look at him. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> quitter. I was like that before, but we're starting to get, I don't know, some movement and just like yeah. our, our back and forth. And so anyway, and, and you want them to feel a part of it, which I love that Katie did that because mm-hmm. they're going to have such pride, you know, in knowing that like she's, she's cool with them yeah, putting their stuff out in public. And I don't think there's anything bad with that. I think that's really encouraging. Yeah. A great way to parent for sure. But yeah, to make it feel stylish, um, ideally you would have some clothes storage to tuck those things away and then bring them out when, when, 
the crazy toddlers are out again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. That's really great. I liked what you said about saying these are mommy's toys because I think it's it's good for them to be able to learn, you know, sort of boundaries and respect, stuff like that. And I think if you like really, if you say had your coffee table styled with a nice tray, a couple books, a really large, beautiful candle, maybe a floral or something, you could, you know, you could say mommy spent all of her allowance on these things. These are mommies. You smell how yummy my candle smells. Isn't that special? I'm going to put a lid on it because we don't want all the good smell to escape. Like when you're not using it or, and you can really talk to them and try and reason with them. I don't know how old, you know, maybe Grady wouldn't get this or not yet, but you could express like that things are special to you and then they treat them special. You know, I remember when Adam Bennett was young, I don't know if I've told this story or not yet, but it's so funny. Um, he was really hard on things. He was a really rough kid and he, um, he went and took rocks and threw them at all the snow removal equipment for Chicago that they were storing it in a gas station, but uh, there's a huge parking lot behind a gas station near his house. And he went over and made what he thought were spider webs on all the windshields. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, back in the seventies, that was about $8,000 worth of windshields and his parents had to pay for all that. Oh my gosh. And after that, his mom was so mad that she was like, I have to teach him how to be careful with things. And the only way she could think was I'm going to make him start a delicate collection and so he had a shoebox and he would put things that were delicate in it. So like he put a bird's feather, a bird's nest. Um, he had a little egg, a little crystal. It was just like things that he found that he called, that he knew he had to be delicate with. And he started what his mom called the delicate collection. And <laughs> she, she ended up making him put it in the, in the public library. They displayed it in the window um, in Chicago, uh, Alan Bennett's delicate collection, H five. And, um, ever since then he knew <laughs> like you have to be delicate with this and he knew, and it meant it had a, a lot more value to him than something that he could just chuck or throw yep. or whatever. And so today when he's in a bad mood, I often say, I'm going to put you in the delicate collection and the delicate collection has continued to be really, really funny in our household, but it did teach him <laughs> how to be careful with things. And I think that we can reason with terrorists, which are toddlers. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Grady's gotten the concept, like we have cabinet, you know, our cabinet doors and he tries to push them all the way open. And oh, they're only yeah. like night, you know, they're 90 degree ones. So I'm just like, you gotta be really, really soft. And like, he likes to touch my watch to have like Mickey make a sound or whatever. I'm like, you have to be soft with it. And so he knows in order for things to get to work, he has yeah. to be soft. So he understands that. He's under, you know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. just speaking to them in their language, I think, too. Yeah. It's like a good, yeah. That's great. Nolan actually comes and he loves when we do go shopping, like if we're picking out candles or whatever, he loves to be a part of that. He loves to smell them. And oh, yeah. I'll let him pick out a candle and he's so jazzed about that candle. So he's learning about what's important to mommy. So try and like, <laughs> try and invite them into the process mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. instead of shut them out. I love that. And then he's like, he was, his candle ran out the other day and he's like, mom, I need to go get another candle. I'm like, let's go. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to, let's encourage this as much as we can. Cause yeah. this is important to mommy. Have them be so, a part of it. I love yeah. that. Yep. That's great. Okay. Well, let's talk to, um, about styling. Um, just like the basic, what do we need to style? What are the what are our favorite styling elements when we're gonna begin styling any surface, whether that be a mantle, a, a console, a um, end table, built-ins, whatever built-ins, yeah, any type of surface. What are our favorite styling tricks? I'm gonna say books is what we're always gonna lean on. I'm, it's the rug. 
of styling, y'all. Yes. The rug of the accessory lands. Yes. So books and what's fun about books too, obviously we love, we're design enthusiasts. So we love art books. Mm -hmm. We love design books, our heroes. We want to see those things on our shelves. It's fun when we talk to clients and ask them, what are you into? Like what's your husband into? And he's into vintage cars or she's into to art or into the, you know, the beach. She grew up on the beach and she wants to have that be a part of it. The fun thing about books is they can say a great deal about you personally, which I think is something that we're all looking for in our family room. It's just that personal layer that does make us feel like we're at home. Our kids can identify with it. Our family knows who we are when they walk in. Yeah. So books are such a great way. And when to we're talking that. about books and also books being the rug in the room of styling, we're not talking about novels. So we're not talking about a bunch of fishing novels on the shelf. We're talking about cocktails. Babysitter club. Yeah, our babysitter club. Um, we're talking about cocktail table books. So these are the big, these are the big ones. Big guns, guys. Yeah, they have beautiful big spines. Um, they're interesting to look at. They take up a lot of space. When you stack one on top of another, it's really fantastic. And then you put an object on top and everybody just thinks you're really good at styling. It doesn't take much, but it does take getting a really big cocktail table, um, a couple of big cocktail table books. And by a couple, I mean... The average household should probably have at least 20 fantastic cocktail tables. Start there. Yeah, start there. I mean, I think in my house, I probably have like upwards of 100. But I do have certain favorite ones sitting on my mantle, sitting on my cocktail tables, on my center hall table, that sort of thing that you just need as a baseline. Mm -hmm. And so if you're ever traveling, pick one up. If you are, um, I don't know, you're just going to need a ton of them. Go on Amazon and just start researching all the things that you love. And you're going to find beautiful covers uh-huh. that are going to inspire you yes. and ignite the passion again. Buy the pretty so covers. Grab those. Put them in your cart. Yep. Check out. Get them in your house. Yes. And that's where we're going to start. Yeah. It's with all the books. And if you ever get around to reading them, great. That's great too. But for the it's most part, really it's super fun. Big books usually have beautiful photography. And it's a fantastic styling trick to just open the book up to a pretty page and just leave the book open. There to invite your guests to just... Look how smart you are. Oh, and you know what's cool is if it comes with a ribbon bookmarker in the cocktail book. So if we ever write a book, let's make sure and include the ribbon bookmarker sewn into the spine so they can just leave it open on their favorite page. So much. So pretty. You can add a little magnifying glass to it and people will just think you're precious. And we're artists. We're distracted. We get, we... We find something else to look at so we can continue where we left off. Yes. Easily with our gorgeous bookmarker. I love it. Yes. That's great. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so 
addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, your sleep health. If you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. So you're going to need books. Um, you're going to need non-directional items. This is like, let's talk about what that means. That is a bowl. That is a spherical object. That is a beautiful sculpture. It, Pottery. it means it looks yeah. good from every single angle. So it's non-directional. A picture frame is directional. It only can face one way and the back of it, you don't want to look at. You want to look at the front. So that's a tricky thing on like an open console because then you're like, ooh, do I face the pictures toward the front door or do I face them toward the room where we're all sitting? Someone gets screwed in the equation and gets to look <laughs> at the back of a picture frame, not, which is the worst. Not everybody gets to win, but in non-directional items, everybody wins. Yes. No matter what, no, what, what way you're looking at the room from. I yeah. love a bowl in almost any setting because then you can collect things. Speaking of kids, um, my Jane, we used to collect rocks because she was ugly. Remember I told you we she sent her outside. Ugly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's a beautiful, she's always been beautiful. I'm just joking, but she for real was a real avid rock collector and she like loved all Jane. the things. Yeah. So we would put her um, treasures in, in a beautiful big stone bowl or something. And all of a sudden these rocks that were selected by, you know, a grade school kid became display worthy, you know, and she felt like she loved it. If she's out collecting seashells, they can bring them in and throw them in the bowl. Um, if you smoke cigarettes, you can use the bowl. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> those. Um, you can throw pistachios in the bowl. You can throw candy in the bowl. Um, there's so many things you can, you can dip your hands in wet water and you're getting your fingernails done yes. in the bowl. I'm joking. We don't need to style like that, but there's just a lot you can do with a bowl. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and if it's a really good bowl, it doesn't need anything in it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So oh my gosh, like, yeah. Beautiful. Leave it open. Just, just leave it a sculptural. Open vessel. Yes. And the yeah. nice thing about bowls is it's low center of gravity most often. So yeah. unlike pottery or a vase or something, which has that, that neck that's just asking to be hit with one of the toddler balls yeah. that your kid's going to throw at it. Totally. The bowl is a nice low center of gravity, Jason. Yes, it's really good. Okay, so we've got books. We've got a couple of fantastic bowls. Um, collectibles. So this is a great way um, in accessorizing is how you can pull some of your um, special things from, you know, your your ancestors, your family members, things that you love, things that you've made, um, just those awesome collectibles. If you don't have any of those things, you can buy them with money. Um, <laughs> Especially when you travel. I think traveling, again, you can buy books. Yeah. Um, you'll buy collectibles. You'll buy like, I think we just um, were doing styling on a client here in Salt Lake and they have this like beautiful bust that they, mm. they, they, they just like put it in their luggage or held onto it in the, on the plane. But it's this like bust that from, I think it's from Nice or something. Anyway, it's beautiful. And they're just like, we have to have this somewhere. In oh, so gorgeous. And those pieces make their space look so interesting. They'd be like, where did you get this? And be like, oh, I have to tell you about this place we went. Yeah. It was incredible. So I mean, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. And styling is the, it is the conversation of the room. Even if humans aren't in it, it's these great pieces that kind of talk to each other. Totally. So I think a bust is awesome. Yeah. 
yeah, get the bust. Get, get the, the bust. bust out of grandma's house. Put your name in scotch tape on the bottom of the bust if your grandparents have it and are not yet dead. You want to inherit the bust. <laughs> Can I tell you a story real, real fast? Please. Yes, Tom's grandparents, They um, anyway, they his grandpa died a while ago. His grandmother passed away a few years ago. And at the funeral table, you know how they always have like collectibles and pictures of the family. Uh-huh. There were these two hand-painted busts one of his grandfather and one of his grandmother, like hand painted wood carved of his with like stone bases. And I'm like, where have these Legit. been hiding? Yeah. Where have these been hiding? And everyone's like, Oh, they scared us as kids. Like they're just been in the basement and nobody wanted them. So who gets them? You. I, get them. I anyway, love it. So that's yeah. so fun. So if you, if you don't travel, go ahead and have a bus made of you. Yeah. And your significant other. We need to bring that back. How about the self, I'm not the self portrait, Christmas self portrait, <laughs> the painting of yourself. That's so funny. Anyway, but bus, like they really do add such a sculptural element to it. Mm-hmm. Be it your grandmother or be it, you know, a Roman God. That's great. Yes. Please do it. I love it. Yeah. Um, vases. I love crystal in any scene. I think it's so great. Um, one of my girlfriends knew that I forever, I don't know why I've never smoked. I know why I've never smoked. I don't know why I've always wanted a crystal ashtray. I just thought they were so chic and so like vintage glam. And so for my birthday, a few years back, she got me this huge crystal ashtray that sits on my coffee table and it's full of candy and people don't know that, you know, I mean, maybe they know, but mostly people don't know that it's for, that was it once an ashtray, but I just think the low center of gravity and it's so chic and it's an interesting shape. It's really pretty. So, um, things like that crystal, I feel like makes any scene look really magical and transparent and wet where everything else feels so dry and it picks up the light really great because it's faceted. So I think something, something transparent, something see-through, something glass, um, especially amongst all these solid books and bowls that we're talking about. Mm. A candle. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to bear testimony about what size candle, Sue Hall? (laughs) I sure do. Yep. You're not going to want a votive on this one, ladies and gents. You want a big, big A candle. Okay. Yeah. We're talking three wick. We're talking tall like plastered in mercury glass or whatever it is, like just make it a beautiful large statement, not just like a teeny little shot glass of a thing. Mm-hmm. You really want to like be able to see the flame. If you have a medium sized candle, you're going to want to throw that into a hurricane. So again, we're blowing up the scale on it, yeah. but go with the big candle. Um, again, it will feel more proportioned with your coffee table in the tray. You're not going to want to see like all these little teeny tinies. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to burn long. Then you're going to have an ugly wick at the bottom of a metal container. Totally. Bumsky. So yes. get a big candle. Speaking of wicks. But your children love the smell Do you want to give them any advice on wicks? Yes. <laughs> in high school, I did a biography on my, Martha Stewart, which by the way, in the, in the yearbook, um, I was most likely to be Martha Stewart. <gosh> no way. Oh my high gosh. School. How fun. True. I know. True yeah. story. <laughs> anyway, but in her autobiography, um, Just Desserts, um, she said, never leave a wick white. And I just, I believe in that so whole, wholeheartedly because when you walk into a home and all their wicks are white, they usually dust on the top of the candle. They don't live like that. It's an unauthentic way to live. Fakes. It's fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fake news. So you guys want to burn your wicks, um, even if they're just like your candelabras, you know, you know, so just, Yeah. Burn the burn the wick, guys. Yeah, it makes your story believable. Yeah, and actually live that way. Replace it. Totally. Burn your candles. candles. Yeah. Because you're going to light them every night or for you are. It's not. 
your romantics, your romantics and your lovers. Yes. And we want to believe you in your yes. styling. Yes. We have one friend, he turns off all the lights and he just like lights all of his candles, like, and kind oh. of puts his phone away and just like kind of takes in the view before he retires for the night. And I'm like, that is such a gorgeous way. Renaissance man. Of living. I'll bet he has a velvet robe and he, a pair of smoking slippers. Absolutely. And a gorgeous crystal ashtray. Oh. Yeah, amen. But I'm like, Probably that's borrowed so, mine. I know, that's so fun. Like, kids are down. Yeah. Have this, like, moment to yourself where you just get to live a beautiful, luxurious life. That's luxury. Absolutely. Yes. It's lighting your candles. Totally. So. I love that. Never leave a wick white, guys. That's fantastic. Where do you use a candle versus diffuser? Oh, gorgeous question. Corey, thank you for asking. Um, and feel free to chime in, Suhal. I think the candle needs to be somewhere that it can be attended to. So um, you, I don't think an entry is a great place for a candle because you're going to forget that you lit it. But I do think that the guests, when they come in, they want to smell your signature scent. So I love a diffuser in an entry because when you open the door and people walk by, it just kind of wafts air across those sticks and it creates the smell and it just, oh, it just is always doing its job. Yep. It just always smells good where, um, same thing with, of the house I feel like in like your me. powder bath too, like it'd be great to have a diffuser there because you don't want to have to remember to go in and blow out a candle if you have a party going on. Um, but you're going to want the candle in scenes where you're going to be having a discussion because it's like having the teeniest, tiniest baby fireplace with a little flicker going, don't you yeah, think? Absolutely. And so you want to be able to enjoy the, the mood. You want to enjoy the dance of the yep. fire. Yep. So it's going to be coffee tables. Um, kitchen islands. Kitchen islands. I like that. Kitchen tables. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just anywhere you are in your master mm-hmm. when you go to I retire for the night. Oh, Light the one on your nightstand. for the night. I because how that. romantic is that? That's romantic. I know. Yeah. Light it up, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, and also, if you like to take baths, maybe Ooh, maybe yep. near the bath, you could yes. light a candle. I love that. And turning off the lights, you just have that light glowing. Yeah. Little teeny get... tiny fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. teeny baby fireplace. While you take a bath. <laughs> it's the best. That's how I think of the candle versus the diffuser. Good call. But I do want all of the rooms to smell, you know, pretty. So you determine where you're going to spend time and where you'll be there near the candle so that it doesn't like get out of hand. I remember we left a candle burning one night at the store and forgot to blow it out and nearly burnt the place down. It was exciting. Somehow, by the grace of God, there's still a store standing. Thanks, stylist, yeah. who forgot to blow that out at night. That was romantic for no one all night long. Oh, teeny, tire, teeny tiny fireplace. Just burning all, all night long. Yeah. yeah. Very large fireplace. Um, okay, back to styling. I think that a tray is yep. almost always necessary. That's also, like. That's the rug. That's the, the rug. Of the yeah. Table, totally. For sure. We yeah. start with that as a foundation on so many surfaces, guys. We go as big as possible. Yeah. Like, if you have a big cocktail table, don't get like. Um, Medium-sized tray. Also, Get the biggest tray you can find. This is going to be mind-blowing. You actually do not want a tray that is the shape of a circle or an oval. It just leaves dead, dead, irregular shapes yeah. left over. Lots of hangnails, if you will. <laughs> For that gorgeous coffee table book, you're going to try and shove in an oval square peg coffee. round hole. <laughs> yeah, Circular too hard. Coffee table books. How about that? Oh, yeah, oh, it's oh, like oh. the round rug. Listen, you also never want a round rug. I'm just going to say that for the future. I, we've never used really one. Like seriously, in the last how many years? No, it's again this, like haven't used a round rug. Round peg, square hole. Yeah, it's too hard. Um, well, of course, somebody's going to write in and tell us we're wrong. And in that case, we will be wrong. But just in general, 
Um, that's not usually a favorite. So get a rectangular or a square tray. And then I'd say the last must-have item would be greenery. Yes. This can be faux or real. Um, if it's real, then that just means that you're going to put some sort of large cil- cylinder. Vase or vase. gorgeous. Yeah. And then you're just going to go out to your cutting garden or to the trees or something nearby. Like the way you live. You're going to just clip some things off and put it inside there. And the bigger, the better on the branch. It's so editorial. If you just get some crazy, some huge branch that's like five feet, you know, long and stick that in. It's true. You literally won't have to do hardly anything else, but make sure that that candle doesn't light that branch on fire. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Keep some clips in your cars, guys. I'm really, I think that's yeah. a really positive tip for everybody in these gorgeous spring, summer months. Oh, yes. I was on a walk last night and I was like, is that seeded eucalyptus growing? I want that. I had all these cute little pods coming off. It was just out in the middle of nowhere, minding its own business. You a Gerberman in your little cute pocket. I <laughs> wish I did have a Gerberman. Maybe that would be a nice birthday gift for yourselves. You guys should ask for those um, so that you can always keep them in your car and clip fresh branches or just go do it legally and go to Costco or <laughs> Trader Joe's <laughs> or something and get some beautiful flowers. But you're exciting um, or not. Yeah. Whatever. But I mean, how magical <laughs> to be at somebody's house and have fresh flowers or greens and a light, you know, a lit candle and some smart books and a bowl full of treats. Yeah. Boom. You're done. So easy. Sometimes when yeah, I'm going through Pinterest, like at late at night and I'm like just scrolling and I'm like, I stop at something and I realize the space is okay. It's the greenery that I'm just like, Right. It's blowing my mind. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, Hey, I really need to like analyze this scene. Like, do I, am I going to pin this? Am I going to be serious about this pin? And put it in my archive because that. of the space, or am I just going to put it for the plants? Because then I'm going to put it in my plant folder. Yeah. And then people won't judge me on my Pinterest, <laughs> on my yeah. Pinterest. Pins. But truly that will make a, a mediocre space a extraordinary. Totally. It takes it from a C minus to an A. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's staring at it all because of the branches in water. From totally geek to totally chic. Right. Can't buy beans. And they're so big. It's like putting a chandelier in on the t- co- co- cocktail table. It's just yeah. like this big, awesome, irregular, organic yeah. moment. It's so pretty. And you guys. get so much credit for it. And really, it's, it's our good Lord, the good Heavenly Father up there that made the gorgeous trees. We should give him all the Thank credit. You. Yes. Oh. So great. So those are, those are probably the styling accessories everybody needs. Um, there's a lot of words in between us telling you that. So I hope you guys remember all those. Um, but now we're going to break down how to use those objects yeah. and items. Um, so a couple, um, a couple, uh, one question that somebody had was, um, let's talk about a couple of different areas that we could style. The first one is, uh, comes from a listener at Sean, Shauna, um, V Jader. V Jader. Like we Sorry. all collectively, Shauna. Thank yeah. you for writing in. Yes, thank you, Shauna. <laughs> she had a great question, and I feel like this goes. This pertains to so many people, which is why we put it on here. And it says styling fireplace. So styling a fireplace mantle would be, I'm guessing, what she's saying with an ugly TV over it. How many of you raise your hands? We can't see you, but if you're driving a car, you make sure and yourself. do it. <laughs> yeah. How many of you have a TV over your fireplace? Yep. Oh, that's a lot of hands. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of hands. And don't feel lonely. Look yeah. around Look around you. Everybody thinks it's an okay thing. And we go into builders' homes and they're like, I built this home with my bare hands. And yeah. guarantee you the builder put the fireplace or the TV jack above the fireplace. And it just really pigeonholes you. And you're like, hey, well, I guess that's where it's going to go. And I'm going to have to like book an appointment with my chiropractor to fix my neck. Yeah. Because it sits too high. Yeah, totally. So, but anyway, um, you're amongst friends. to so. say... 
they do have a TV over the fireplace. So <laughs> sounds like we can't talk them out of it at this point. Nope. But how are they going to style the mantle that's going to go just below the TV? Because we can't block the view. Sure can't. We also just can't leave that empty. Nope. We've got to make it look like somebody lives there and adds add a little bit of interest. So if that TV is off, that it still looks like you're in good taste. Mm-hmm. We'll always do something low. We're not yes. going to do like, again, like a floral or anything organic or candlesticks because again, we're just framing in a TV at that point and just would look silly. So if you do stuff that's low, yeah. um, I think we talked about just like a couple like coffee, coffee table, table books, books. Mm-hmm. on one side that feel really smart. And then we love repetition too. Mm-hmm. We talked about these bowls, just like shallow little bowls and not just doing one of them, but maybe three mm-hmm. just on one side of it. So it feels just kind of asymmetrical and yeah. edited and you guys are really smart. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Just simple. I've also seen um, like where they've done, if they want to keep it centered and, and not asymmetrical, they'll do like um, maybe six cocktail table books and you just stack two, one on top of the other and do three stacks across the mantle. And maybe just use like black and whites or shades of black, white and gray or something like that. Just colors that relate to each other so it's not random mm-hmm. and really large size. I mean, you want this to fill up the mantle really well. And maybe you could put an object on on top of one of the stacks, or you could put a box. You know how like boxes yeah. are so stylish right now? So you'd have two books in a box or- It looks smart and functional. Like yeah. you throw all your TV controllers inside that box. Yeah, definitely. And that'd be a way of kind of mixing it up a little bit, but at least you've given that area some content and something humble because the fireplace is big, the TV's big, and you've got to get something small scale in there that's doing a little dance to make that interesting. So- Books can definitely do that trick for you. Or boxes. Yeah. You know, boxes are pretty boxes, bowls. shallow boxes, boxes. Boxes are bowls. The triple Bs. Oh, do you remember that band called Bell Book and Candle back in the <laughs> no. old days? No. Mm, I wonder if we should <laughs> consider playing that as we um, play That's us out part. today. <laughs> okay, forget I said that. <laughs> back to the podcast. Um, uh, so here's an interesting thing. Um, when we're maybe accessorizing something big, let's say we're doing the built-ins, the trigonometry of all the styling, right? So many shelves. So you have- It can be very daunting for most people. It really can. Or a bookshelf of any kind, right? I was just doing my office built-ins last Sunday night. I put a book, a podcast, um, or sorry, I put in my ear pods. I was listening to a podcast and, or a couple books, but it took me, I'm not kidding, four hours. I redid all the shelves in my office and it was so much fun. I couldn't stop. But the problem is, is not the problem, but the challenge is that you're styling a shelf, but that shelf has to speak to the shelf above it and, uh, and below it when you're styling those as well. And so um, I actually was watching a gentleman, um, Steve Cordonet. He was, he's been showing people how to style certain things during quarantine, which I think is really great. And they're just on IGTV. Um, you can follow him at Steve Cordonet, C-O-R-D-O-N-Y. But he'll sort of break it down. And he had like a big black kind of a china cabinet in his dining room and he opened the doors up so you're just seeing the whole thing and he says that he zigzags so he puts all the big rocks in first and then he puts in the little rocks which is you know kind of kind of like how they say simply so um he'll zigzag the large things 
And I was like, my gosh, when I was studying, I was like, yeah, I guess that is innately what we're doing, but I've never broken it down into words to say how we do it. But if you have something really large on the top shelf on the left, then on the shelf below it, you're not also going to put the large thing on the left. You're going to move it more to the center over to the right. And then that large thing in again, back over to the left or the center. So you're never going to stack all your heroes on top of each other. You're going to spread them out. Um, as you're moving up and down uh, vertically in your styling. And then you can start to put your smaller stacks on the opposite side and opposite of one another. So they kind of zigzag back and forth like that. He, in this case, so you can visualize it, it was a black china cabinet or a hutch, and he was using white coral um, because he's in a more... Oh, like a coastal. coastal, yeah, type of a scene. But it was, it wasn't your casual coastal. It was more upscale English um, kind yeah. of coastal countryside manner. And so the white coral in the black bookcase was incredible because you had all this organic form. So that's another example of kind of a non-directional item. It has a lot of texture. It's white, so it gets along with everything. So things like that are going to be like your best friend in styling. And also that coral, he probably had lots of pieces of it, which is a collection. Yes. Which we're always going to be an advocate for a collection to Mm -hmm. see something more than once in different sizes and different, you know, application. But you want to group those things together because they're so much more powerful to have all that white coral in that cabinet than having like one there and one on the end table and one over in the entry. Yeah. There's no, I don't know, there's no vibrato until you get them all together. Then they can really have a chorus and sing. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, preach. So good. Um, Speaking of coral, do you guys remember that moment from Khloe Kardashian's bathroom? She had this open shelving near her bathtub and it was filled with coral, the white and purple kind. And then they tucked in it like different bubble baths and perfumes and different things. And those little glass bottles sitting against that really cacophonous rough texture of the coral looked so elegant. You'd swear that it was like in a gorgeous store or something like that. But that those kind of organic sculptural pieces are going to make the simpler pieces really sing. Yep. So consider that in your styling as well. And also consider zigzagging your big yeah. pieces in with your littler collections yeah. um, going in. And having those zigzags, I'm just thinking like, because I can see people putting like a big vase here, a big vase here, a big vase here. Make sure that they're still large but different from each other and kind of have, I don't know, just some some blend some quality so that it doesn't look, I can't do connect the dots. Like there's enough transitioning it yeah. from left to right and right to left to make it just feel like a really beautiful composition. I love that. So steady. And also while you, you pulled together your lifestyle images, pull together styling that you love too and study Mm. those because I think that'll you'll see a lot of these tricks implemented into those definitely and some people love a lot of styling like the Nancy Myers movies which are just really full and effortless and leaning books and stacks of books and um, beautiful colors Um, other people just really want it tight and edited and very simple very simple and you need to know what you are before you get started because it's going to be um, a food fight for sure. <laughs> like trying you don't to waste money if that's not your that's not your thing. Totally. Then you're going to want to invest in the right objects and a few of the right books just to keep it the, this, the edit very simple because you enjoy white space more than you enjoy a full collection. Yep. Yeah. So to Sue's point of like kind of pinning some of your favorite styling, um, you can be pinning a bunch of these things. And then as you key into it, you might be saying, do you know what I love about this is the styling is so simple. There's not a lot going on, but organically there's these great branches in the room that are doing all the work, but everything else is just a really serene 
you know, look. Yeah, or maybe you're a Ralph Lauren kind of a person that likes a really full study of objects that are all playing really well together, piled high, and it just feels generous and um, that sort of scene. So Isn't it cool that we're just all, we're all so different. We're all drawn to these things, and we get to reflect it in our space. Yeah, I love that. I, I do love too. That even again, you said Ralph Lauren, all of his spaces, like Jamaica styling, uh-huh. is different than his ranch styling, and it looks like two different. Totally different humans live in each of those, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, really cue into what you are. And this probably goes without saying, but um, you style differently depending on how high the shelf is versus how low the shelf is. Because you're styling for your vantage point. I mean, that's something that I was just picking up when I was restyling the shelves in my office. The ones that are at my eye level, which there's two really golden shelves um, height-wise for me. The other ones you're viewing from a different angle. It's either too high to look right at it. So you're going to style it for the vantage point that you're seeing it at. And same thing down low, right? Like for me, I put my printer on the bottom shelf because it's not at eye level. It's not that interesting. It's big and black and takes up a lot of a shelf. And then I put, you know, stacks of architectural digest next to it. And so that whole shelf is pretty solid looking um, with a lot of information and then an appliance. And then the other ones can be, you know, a little bit more decorative and not as full and collected. Yep. And on like the shelves where you're like, I want to put a picture of my kids or my grandparents or have this like whole photo moment. You can incorporate those, but just don't put them on a high shelf or a low shelf. Put them at oh, eye level yeah. so that you can actually like look up and be like, oh my gosh, she was so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a little collecting rocks, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we can like really cue into those things because if it's too high, Nobody can really take that in. You're going to put like sculptural objects like we've talked about, the your vase collection or your pottery collection. That's what's going to go up high and look like a gallery. Yeah. Because you're seeing that from afar and appreciating that from afar. But when you get up to it, you want to look and stare at the people you dig. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about another interesting and kind of tricky thing to style. And that is the center hall table. Ooh. So it's round. You can't just style it to be facing one way like I could my bookshelves in my office. That's a little bit easier. No spines are like, no, what is the, the back of the frame? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's right. And so you're going to want to use more non-directional items. Good, Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Yeah. A student. Um, Yeah. So you're going to want to use more non-directional things on a non-directional surface. So a circle is non-directional. The center hall table, you're going to be coming at it from all different directions because it's the center of your household or at least the center of your entry. So um, grounding it with a really large vase or a ginger jar is probably our very best go-to thing that I would say. And then filling that with whatever is in season. That's great. Filling that with whatever is in season. So if you're entertaining live branches, if you're not um, faux branches, we have really, really great looking cherry blossoms um, that you'd swear are real. They're so good looking. Um, So we do that in all of the spring and summer months. And then in the fall, maybe you put magnolia branches in. In the winter, maybe it's long pines, um, branches with long pines on it. Mm -hmm. So it's a really fun trick because you can change it out seasonally. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you probably love interior design. And so um, the ginger jar on, it also works great, I feel like, on the kitchen island um, or an entry console. You do a ginger jar with any type of branches, seasonal branches, which is great. those are non-directional. Yeah, non-directional things. So um, other things, we'll probably do a couple different stacks of books. So whatever you're interested in, um, whether that be fashion or travel or um, surfing or... Are books non-directional? 
Books are not non-directional, and so you're going to stack those um, depending on which way they're facing. But also, great question, because you can you can have the book stacked vertically, so you're, you can read the book, um. or you can rotate it and look at the spines horizontally. So yeah. you just kind of have to study it out. And usually if yeah. one stack is vertical, you're going to stack the other one horizontal. That's the, that's the same also for bookshelves. So that's just like and coffee tables. tables. Yeah. So that's just like you putting face it two, towards your audience. Okay. Two yeah. directional together. So you get more like non-directional. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of like yes. a pinwheel, you know, yeah. you have one quarter turned. Yeah. Yep, and you're going to yep. turn it the other, but like face it toward your audience, whatever you're trying to achieve. If you're like, I really want them to see this Tom Ford spine. That's the mm-hmm. best part of it point it towards the entry, you know, and have yeah. it be facing the right or left. Um, but then whatever, like Jess was saying, wherever direction you're coming from, again, point the point, whatever is the most applicable to that direction. Yeah. So, and so if you're around a cocktail table, you have all this seating. And so you're going to kind of face those towards the people that are sitting there looking at it. So they're not looking at a book upside down. Totally. They're going to look at the book straight on. Uh, probably a lot of you are familiar with the home that we did for Rachel Parcell. She has a really big 60 inch round center hall table, 60 inches is the size of most of our kitchen tables. So imagine for a moment, accessorizing that whole table for an entry scene. This is what we're talking about. So you can always look back at that and see, we've got a sculpture on hers, the butterflies for brains. And that's beautiful from every angle, a couple ginger jars, by the way, that ginger jar, if you have room, it really likes having another ginger jar with it. That's shorter. And And you just keep the lid on it. You don't have to style that too. Just the mothership, the great big one, pull that lid off and go crazy with big, big blossoms, lots of volume. Big chunky lid. Again, it's like another sculpture. Yeah. Non-directional, like just on that coffee. And that lid looks really pretty sitting on a stack of books. Yeah. It's great. Great big candle, sculpture, a bowl. Um, Right? Yeah. And it, I mean, it feels like functional because you have obviously like the scent of whatever the season is in the ginger jar, you have sculptural objects, mm-hmm. but then you have a bowl to like set keys in or something. A bowl just always looks functional. Always. Like it's just ready for Can't you to go set wrong. something in it. Yeah. Know? Something crystal. Yeah. Walk away. Walk away. You're You're done. done. Yeah. High so five easy. everyone. You passed. Okay. So we've talked about a bookshelf. We've talked about a center hall table. We've talked about a mantle with a TV over the top. Should we talk about the nightstand or any end table? Yeah. I think end tables too. A lot of those are going to be non-directional too. I don't love like putting a, a picture frame again because of that. Really, mm-hmm. picture frames belong in bookshelves. Like I want a back to like mm-hmm. hide that the ugly kickstand on a frame, and I just want to see that in front of you. So yeah, on an on an actual end table, you will have a lamp because everybody needs some light. So you have a lamp. Mm-hmm. You probably have you might have more books. You will have more books. books. Yeah, you will. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have more books. I'm here to and say then, it. You know, whether it be sculpture or a bowl. Mm-hmm. I think bowl's great just because you can fill it with your favorite candies. Yeah, pistachios. Or originals, whatever. Ooh, that's right, cute. Cool. I, know. I like that. The grandmother's daughter. Mm-hmm. Guys are so good. Anyway, but bowl just like invites you to actually like use it for a function when you're having a party to fill yeah. it up with something gorgeous. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Something then, scriptural. Yeah. And then, but again, like you want to make sure that your end table has a lot of blank space for people to set down drinks yep. and books or whatever. So just like you don't overdo end tables. Yeah. I think the big moves, you're usually center hall tables, your cocktail table will have a big something, something. And then end tables. Let's work do is. break down the cocktail table. Almost 100% of the time, yeah. we're going to put a tray Bet you, you bet your bottom dollar. And then we're gonna. Then all we have to do is just accessorize within the tray. I 
So it's like you have something you have to color within those lines. It makes styling so easy, guys. If you can get a tray, then all you have to do is that much styling instead of the whole coffee table. Yep. Yeah. And then... Um, so you're a maximalist, and then you could do the whole coffee table. But we're yeah. going to stick to the tray. That's oh, one-on-one. That's actually really tempting. I think I will get rid of my tray and go for the maximalist. That sounds like fun. Well, we have a tray, but then you can have like additional books. But okay. I'm getting us off track. Back yes. to the tray. Oh, go. shiny. Yes. Oh, shiny. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So inside of the tray, we're going to do a stack of books, two, two fantastic big cocktail table books. And then you're going to get something round. So that can be uh, faux floral or like in a vase, or that could be um, big candle. Um, an organic shape, a bowl mm-hmm. with your pistachio nuts or whatever your favorite treats are. Yep. Um, and then you're going to like maybe put a box inside of there. That's going to hide all your remotes, guys. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. Or your ashtray. You get lost in. You can put your ashtray on that. What um, about coasters? Coasters. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Coasters, I think, are fantastic for the end table. In the room, because that's usually where you're going to put yeah. your drink down. Yeah. And then you can grab one and you could set that down on the cocktail table or on the end table. Coasters are kind of a fashion statement. They're kind of the oh, cufflinks of styling. So I would say get the best looking coasters you can. Don't just phone it in with something weird. Or do. Do be weird. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But- not the ones from Yellowstone gift store. Yeah. <laughs> like some crystal ones. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever matches your vibe. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, Yellowstone's awesome. Also, no here's, here's what I want to say. Get the Yellowstone <laughs> ones. Thanks, you. Here's what I want to say, guys. You be you. They're also a fantastic um, hostess gift, don't oh, you think? Or a yeah. housewarming gift, yeah. or just a gift for your girlfriend in general. When you see good looking ones, grab a bunch because yeah. that's a great gift. And they're pretty underneath the diffuser, too. Oh, yes. So Talk have, about have that. You have to have it underneath one. the diffuser. Yeah. And, unless you just want to strip off the finish on whatever case good it's yeah. sitting on, yeah. go ahead and don't use a coaster. You be you. If you're into stripping the finish, that's oh, great. Oh, I know. We but. went into one of the really high-end homes that we worked on, and the entry console with, I'm not even kidding, like one foot by two and a half feet of space was completely stripped of the very expensive finish. And she was like, my kid bumped the console and it tipped over the diffuser and completely stripped the finish. So make sure you put um, a nice little piece of agate that's like a coaster under it. Or um, there's a lot of really pretty things that you could put underneath your, yeah. Yeah. And we actually have a company too that we sell and from Antica Pharmacy set and they have these cute little acrylic Ones with the round little insert that you put your diffuser in. It's yeah. The cutest. So good. Yeah. Love the diffuser under the coaster. Under, yeah. It's brilliant. Yep. Um, yeah. Anything so for, else? I mean, for the coffee table, I mean, depending if it's a massive coffee table, you're going to get a massive tray and you're going to start to fill in all these like corners and just kind of like a Tetris puzzle, you know, and just until you get that right balance with non-directional plus the books. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a really big, you can do like a large like a floral or something that doesn't have to necessarily be in the, in the tray, but it could be sitting next to it. And again, just giving some volume to that whole coffee table. So anyway, great. You guys, I hope this is helpful. These items are the same items that you're going to use again and again. And so you want to get to get a different, different books and different bowls, uh, just different sculptural items um, so that each space feels um, uniquely designed for the room that it's in. 
but it really isn't that complicated. And I think Sue's advice to start with some concepts so that you know if you're a maximalist, a minimalist, somewhere in between, and um, and then you'll kind of make a shopping list and go from there. Um, hope this has been helpful. If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to um, send those to dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. And we will see you next time. Happy styling. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 